Today's podcast is by Samsung Australian Diamonds coach Lisa Alexander. She shares with us how to balance fun and working hard at training. Now it's a question we all want the answer to. So tune in and find her five best tips to get the best out of your team while also having a good time. Welcome back, Netfitters. It's Sarah Wall here with your favourite Samsung Australian Diamonds coach, Lisa Alexander. How exciting it is to have you here in the studio. Now, today we are talking about balancing fun and hard work at training, a question I get asked all the time. Please teach us your ways. Well, I have to do that with the Australian team as well, the Diamonds. No, I don't really seriously, but I think they're having fun when they're very engaged and you know, it's there's a great purpose behind your training session. So um, obviously the Australian players are very motivated and they want to play well for their country. So they're, you know, they're prepared to put up with the hard work slog activities that you have to do at different times. Um, and I think it's, for me, it's about engaging your whole group in what is it that we're trying to get out of the training session as well. And I think even with rep teams or school teams, you can still bring the players into part of that story of, of look, we're going to work on this tonight um, and so I might need you to just keep focused and just remind them and give them some expectations around what it is you're going to do. So therefore, you always have to have a really good plan for your session. Don't ever go in without your session planned because that's when you'll hit trouble with some players who decide they don't want to do things in a certain way or you get put off by a distraction of something that happens at training and you can't sort of go back to your key purpose of that session and you have that always in your mind or you have it on your piece of paper or your card or whatever. Um, those sorts of things bring you back to the purpose of your session. So, Lise, do you actually share that with the team? So maybe you can correct me if I'm doing this wrong or right, but one of the ways if I go into a training session, I'll let them know what we're doing for the full one hour um, and then breaking it down. Is that a suggested tact, I guess, you can take with a group? Absolutely. You should be introducing and talking about the training that you want to get done and why. I mean, the players, even, you know, even if it's your school netball team, they still want to be part of the journey of their netball season as such. So whether it's, look, last week in our game, we didn't quite get, you know, over the line with certain things and we need to really work hard on our defence this uh training session. So it's sort of like a calling to arms for this this group, all right? The, our team needs to get better at this. And this is our vision and this is our purpose and that's why we're going to work on these things, our footwork or our um, three feet hands over defence, because we need to improve on that. So providing that challenge to your team and telling them what they're going to, you know, be getting in that training session is fantastic. Awesome. And you spoke about the session plans. And I think that's one thing we got asked so much when I started NetFit back in the day and people were like, well, how do we do it when you're not here? So you are a big part of the coaching content of the app and we provide one hour session plans. And particularly in your live stream, Lise, you really engaged the girls to offer feedback throughout the session. How would you structure a training session, just a standard one hour block? 
Well, you need your warm-up section, of course, and what we try and do is make sure that you've got you know, fitness, conditioning and warm-up style activities, but also some basics in there as well. So trying to keep it a bit varied all the time. So you want a little bit of structure so people are used to a routine of what they uh, can do when they come into training, but then putting some fun things in there is a bit of a change from the normal routine in your warm-up. So you might put some other fun games in there. You know, you might play some chasey games instead of just doing the runs up and down the court. But getting them using the balls early and having some challenges and some motivational games as part of that warm-up keeps them engaged and it means more of the team are engaged in the session. You don't want people standing around, particularly in the warm-up section. Uh, then you'll be looking at your skill activities. So what what's going to be your main focus of your session? If it's defensive skills that you want, then that's the time to work on those defensive skills. Then you'll have some game style um, practice, some scenario practice or some tactics and then finish off, always finish off with a game of some sort, even if it's a modified game where you've got the purpose of the session as part of that game. Awesome. And Lise, another question I get asked a lot is we have obviously a different varied skill level in most netball teams. How do you really challenge your top players? And this is down to, you know, under 13, under 11 level to really push them, but make sure that our probably new to netball or a bit probably weaker players in skill are still getting challenged at training. Yeah, look, that's always a tough one when you've got to try and marry together different levels and different age groups together. I think what you've got to try and do is make sure your groups are grouped so that you've got your you know, your 15s or your group that are experienced, try and keep them together as much as possible. So if you've got small groups, make sure that they're in the small group together. So your your groups are not mixed because it'll be better for them to train with the players that they're more uh, at the same skill level in because that will challenge them. So, you know, even if it's as simple as catching and learning to catch, they've actually got to be throwing at the level that that person's ready to catch at. So it's no point having a 15 and under with an 11 and under who's not able to catch that really hard ball. And to have them adjusting is not easy either. So I think it's making sure you're putting players on similar ability players to help them to their, you know, to be at their particular level of ability. Another cool one, um, even if you're training, say if we go back to uh, th- under 13 and under 15 group train together. When it comes to match play, you actually flip them to play on each other in that match. I think that's another really good um, tip that um, I use sometimes because then, again, you are getting that same physicality at the same age group. Yeah, absolutely. And then you've got you, – you can still play a whole game, um, have a training match, but the 15s are on the 15s. They're getting better competition more what they're going to be having at tra- uh, in their match that weekend and the 13s are on the 13s. So you certainly can do that. And you can also play half court as well, like on each other. I mean, they don't have to always be playing over that whole court. And then sometimes play the 13s against the 15s just for a challenge for the 13s. Um, you know, don't forget about that. And then the 15s can sometimes trial on the, the 17s for them to have an opportunity to really pit themselves against a higher level as well. So you can sort of manage that at different times. Don't always do the same thing all the time, though. Change that up and have a really a purpose in mind why you're doing it. 
Lisa, I'm sure you've got so many ideas how to change um, an actual end of training game and you can modify netball in lots of different ways. Maybe we get you to put that on the app on our next filming day. That would be pretty good. Yeah, we should. Just how how to change the normal netball training practice game to, to get out of it what you need to get out of it. Sounds good. So... What do you think about music to make it fun while working hard? I definitely love to have music on the sideline. We've actually had a bit more of that um, of late with the Diamonds because we actually have to get used to it. They have to have, they have to be warming up, um, sometimes you know getting themselves prepared when the music is blasting around the outside now. As a coach, that's actually sometimes quite tough because you've got to use your voice um, you know, differently. You might have to use more hand signals and more body language. But I think it helps keep everyone energised and pumped up. So I think it's a great adjunct to training. Yeah. Now, Lise, it's been viewed on some social media that you do sometimes get on and play with the girls. Is that another way as a role model that you um, can get involved? And then if you're a coach that possibly can't get out there, how do you see role modelling playing as a coach to your players to keep that fun in the training session? Yeah, look, I would often do that, even when I was coaching under 10s, to demonstrate how to do a particular um, skill or activity. I know that not all coaches can do that. And I probably recommend if you can't do it to a certain standard or you're not physically able, then don't do it. I think it's important for coaches to be on the side and to be observing and to run the training session. But occasionally, it's actually really helpful to get on the court with them to help direct traffic around um, if you're working on a particular way you're doing a centre pass or how you might want um, your players to stand. I think it shows great involvement. It shows your, your capacity to bring yourself to the level of the players and understand what they're doing and what they need from you as a coach. Yeah, awesome. Now, this is going to throw you a bit, Lise. What do you think about bribery? <laughs> I love bribery. Um, I think it's all a part of what I would call the psychological approach to your coaching. And you've got to know your group. And, you know, sometimes I, I particularly remember my year seven team occasionally at Wesley and you'd have your two trainings. They always loved playing Golden Child at the end of every training session. And look, if I wasn't happy with how they'd undertaken a certain drill or it wasn't up to a standard that we knew we wanted to get to, that we'd agreed to, then they wouldn't get to do their favourite activity at the end of that. So, And they'd have many favourite different warm-up games that they would love to play as well. And don't ever go away from sometimes training just needs to be the game as well. Like I think we get a bit worried about that at different times, but remember we can actually learn some things, stopping and starting and discussing things while we're coaching, while they're playing the game, particularly if it's an area that, you know, you're not getting that consistency of performance. I think we get um, a little bit caught up in having to do skill activities when really what we need to do is actually just play and work out how our strategy is going to be from a centre pass at game speed. And that actually will sometimes bump and boost their learning quicker than just a skill activity would. And that is so hard for coaches and then players because we all know it because we know as a coach that consolidation of skill is so important. But for young kids, and especially in this day and age with a tech-driven world where attention span is quite short, 
What is your other little tips to remind them of that or give them goalposts to get through this particular drill, even though we've done it three weeks in a row? What is your best advice for coaches to pass on to their players why it is so important? I think it's got it's driving what you want out of that particular drill. So, for example, if you know that they if they master this drill that they're going to feel really great about it, I think you've got to bring them into the story of that, that it's going to be, how about if we don't get any drop balls doing this drill? So putting those challenges out to them as a team all the time where there's a score or they've got to do things faster than the other group or there's competition within the group or the team versus another team. I think if you can continually provide those challenges, that motivates the group to want to complete the task together. Don't ever underestimate how much that sort of level of motivation can assist um, your team. Even if it is to, you know, finish a drill and do it perfectly with no drops, that gives your team a sense of accomplishment, helps them to feel good about themselves and to understand that they're working on teamwork within that drill. So showing them the purpose of that, it's not just because you want to be mean and keep them doing the same drill the whole time because you're, you know, a mean person. It's because you're trying to get that team to work together and that will then translate to the game as well. And you need to show them how that happens. Awesome. So to get the intensity up, you suggest competition within training. Um, how can you sneak in the fitness work mid-session? What's some of the things that you've done in the past at you know grassroots level up to the diamonds where you have snuck in a little fitness challenge to get their fitness up while they're under pressure with their skills? Oh, it's always putting in that um, extra bit of footwork or running in between their skill activity. So whether it's, you know, running some shuttles or doing some footwork agility drills or marrying those two things together where they're working for time limits and they might be trying to get as many reps as they can. So it's still got a bit of an uh, element of the fitness, the skill, but also the competition within it. And that's when you can use that group versus group thing. So you might set the defenders a task to do, which is helping them with their defensive skills and the attackers the same thing because they're working to be great defenders as well and have them working against each other in terms of competition. So Lise, we actually see you do that on your one-hour session plan on the app. Um, We've also got lots of our run sessions. It's on the app too. So if people are sort of still a bit confused of what to do, we really do have that all there for all of the netball communities to use as a resource. And one thing that really blew me away, especially in the later years of elite netball, is how often those shuttles and that agility work has been put in the middle of training. I call it get fit quick or the netball community, the um, net fit community listening, it's called flying 60s, you'll all know it. And they're just a sneaky way to get really fit while players don't even know it's coming. Yeah, it's like um, asking your goalers to do their goaling practice and then you want them to do some fitness as well within that. And we call it fatigue shooting, but, you know, it's a great way for them to be doing um, some work on their fitness and their skill work in between having their shots for goal. And they know, and the goalers understand, that they're going to be tired, particularly if they're a goal attack. They've been working up the court, doing their defence work. All of a sudden they've got to turn and shoot. That's a great way to show them straight straight away how they can combine the two things together in a training session. Awesome, Lise. And just lastly, 
what's your take on competition in terms of um, scoring at training and how they can actually feel the pressure of a game day at training? How can we amp that up where it's still a fun part of it, but we're teaching our young people to feel pressure at training that they can put into game day? Definitely scenario training is what I'd be doing there. And so, you know, you've got 30 seconds on the clock. So it's a bit bit like what, you know, their great heroes in Suncorp Super Nepal are doing where they have to, you know, win a bonus point at the end of each quarter. Having those sort of little challenges, I think, are fantastic. And it's a great way for them to learn some game smarts as well and actually teach them how they might go about using that 30 seconds. So give them some suggestions and then let them take over. How many, you know, can we get two centre passes in that 30 seconds and score off both of them? Well, you know, let's have a go at doing that. How can we, I guess, hold on to the ball for one minute? So that's going to really, you know, challenge their attacking skills to be able to wait and replay the ball and play it back or uh, wait until they get it into the shooter and is that still going to provide extra time for the opposition team to score off their centre pass? So start working on those sorts of scenarios in your training sessions, even if it is after your, you know, your game session, you might have had your practice match and you might want to spend some of that time then at the end on that scenario training. Great for their game smarts, really good for them to take control of it um, and to talk about what they might do in that situation. Yeah, and I believe if we can start to teach the mental side of netball at such a young age, and what I'm noticing a lot, uh, people are avoiding pressure situations in life, whereas that's just a thing that we need to throw ourselves into. So if we can build that into training and make young people not feel so scared when it actually comes to real life pressure, which might be ticking minutes on the clock, and it probably relates to World Cup we're at the same level. Absolutely. I think what what our coaches need to understand and our net fitters need to understand is training is really preparation for a match. And so as I said to you before, sometimes training can be a match, a training match where you're practicing and you might be training yourself against the older age group to really test yourself out and put yourselves under pressure. Um, And if you can explain that to the group that you're really trying to work on those mental skills as well, right? We've got five, This, you know, we've got three minutes left in this quarter. Let's play a certain strategy or we're going to really try and get the ball back in this three minutes or we're behind so we need to play fast. So you as the coach designing those scenarios for them as a team will help build their confidence for them to then be prepared for that when that comes up into the game time. Yeah, this is awesome, Lisa. I can just feel, I just want to get every netball coach to listen to this podcast because it's questions we get asked so regularly on the NetFit social media. Um, so if you're sitting here, or you might be walking, listening to this podcast, it might even be taking a few notes. So every training, if I was listening to this after being inspired by you, Lise, it's walking away thinking each training... I'm going to add a scenario in. I'm going to try and make it a bit more fun by maybe adding some music. I'm not going to pull back on the intensity, so I'm still going to be doing my hard run sessions, but giving them reward by giving them something awesome at the end. And I think the the thing as well that's so important is to let young people know, especially what's ahead of them for that hour and get their buy-in. Absolutely. And no waiting time, Sarah. We need to use every moment of every training session because waiting time is going to be the, the quickest way to a boring training session. So we don't want to have that situation where we've got one person and a whole group just lining up behind them each 
you know, that one person's undertaking the skill. That's not what we want to see at training. We want to see everyone involved for the whole 60 minutes. Awesome. Thank you so much, Lise. How lucky we are to have the Samsung Australian Diamonds coach join us. And if we're growing coaches, that's all anyone can ask. Take the pressure off yourself sometime, but just enjoy it and um, keep building your knowledge because we're forever learning. Thank you. Hey guys, thank you so much for tuning in to the NetFit podcast brought to you by the NetFit app. At the NetFit app, we have fitness, coaching, nutrition, mindset advice. Tune into our podcast to get your weekly good vibes with us.